0: If it's the sport you care about we're talking about it the full court press on sports talk radio 1069 FM 1390 a.m
1: the fan hey what's going on everybody Eric Franson AJ Salvison it's Friday we made it to the weekend congratulations. Ajay, you don't seem excited whatsoever.
2: <laughs> I am thrilled about the weekend.
1: What is wrong? It's the freaking weekend. You know, today earlier you're walking through the building like throwing things
2: at people. Okay, well, whoa! I was you're, throwing like, moping gifts. around. Okay, I'm not moping around. Don't do this again. Hanging don't your head freaking down. No, don't do this again. Don't do this again. Uh, just it's not. No, because of what you're just trying to. No, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to get thousands of listeners to send these dang texts through the machine again. It's Valentine's fl- weekend. No, Show
1: your love for AJ. No, he needs, it is not Valentine's. He needs some love.
2: Valentine's isn't even a holiday. He needs to know people care. No, I'm fine. I feel great. I am fantastic. I don't need no freaking Valentine text crap or whatever that is. 435-339-0321. Send it and we will block you. <laughs>
1: We will not block. Yes,
2: we will. I've got the block button ready to block. So go ahead. Let her rip. And suffer my wrath. (laughs) Kill.
1: Uh, So we've got Region 11 basketball games going on tonight. I'm particularly interested in how one team responds to what happened on Wednesday. Uh, Mountain West Conference has some interesting
2: games on tap. Well, they just lost one. Nevada and San Jose State just got Postponed. Oh, I hadn't heard that. So here we are again, Eric, having the same dang problem. And so does it beg the question of is Leon Rice is he right? Do we take eleven teams to this tournament in Las Vegas?
1: I don't know. I, I I saw something that Mark Few was saying that the West Coast tournament should be different, but I don't I didn't see what he proposed. So he
2: so yeah, he actually is talking about Gonzaga. Um, if they, if Gonzaga ends up being undefeated going into the conference tournament, that they're not even going to go to the conference tournament. They're just going to skip it. Because they already know that they're the one seed. They aren't going to go play in a conference tournament to go and risk that. They're just going to go straight to Indianapolis, hang out there, and get ready for the NCAA tournament. See, I just... It's only
1: teams that, at the point that they're on their top, are saying we should change the tournament. Is Leon Rice singing a different tune now that his team
2: is, like, third in the standings? No. I get it, though. Like, okay, I get it for a team like Gonzaga. Eric, it takes one player or one staff member to mess it all up for you. Not that, not that they would do it on purpose, but it takes one player to jeopardize the season. One, and then all of a sudden, that can happen at any time. It can happen during the NCAA tournament. Okay, but that's but but then and then if it does, it does. But and by the way, I don't think it will because they. I've found out today they are being very very cautious about that whole entire situation with the big dance. Um, I would say that, uh, you. I don't know. Like, if Gonzaga doesn't want to go play in the tournament, in the conference tournament, because they don't want to, you know, risk themselves of getting COVID and being out, I wouldn't do it. I, if, if you're that worried about it, I wouldn't go play in the conference tournament. A team like Gonzaga can afford to do that. They can afford to not go to the conference tournament and still be a one seed. And I think they're still an overall one seed if they don't go play in the conference tournament, because the committee would, I think, they would understand. They would say, hey, look, I, we get it. You don't want to go play. You don't want to risk it. You want to be able to go to the big dance. That's more important. And they are real, legit national title contenders. But teams like, you're right. I mean, teams like maybe Nevada, Colorado State, Utah State, they'll have to go and play in that conference tournament. Because they're not guaranteed a one seed. I mean, they're somewhere in that 9 to 12 seed as of right now before we know what happens with Boise State. So they have to go play. By the way, two seven seven six. Thank you, you are my hero. I appreciate it, but you might want to charge your phone. It's at forty six percent. That's below. That's below the health line. What, what did he say? What was the text? The screenshot. A K Aggie's like been liking my tweets for three years, and today he followed me on Twitter. Wow. Whoa. Oh, that is a oh, great. Oh, no, I'm being so. You know that is Forget a great you. No, you Valentine's present. You insincere pile of poop. That is a you big are deal. Being in, yeah, it is a big deal. You're right. A.K.A. That is a great is a showing being, of love. He's a very beloved Aggie uh, Nation Twitter guy. Yes. That's a big deal. You're dang right. You don't I'm be sarcastic. I'm not being sarcastic. Towards 2776. It's a picture of your profile with like.
1: Some runs going down the hill, and then it looks like With you're... some
2: runs going down the hill? It looks With like... some runs? What kind of runs do we got going on? I don't know what
1: those are.
2: Because picture never of you on the you side never looks like you're sitting on a your toilet. Your brother comes, your sister comes, but then Eric's invited. No, no, we're not going to go there. We're going to go to the go-kart races. I've never been there. And we're going to go ride go-karts for the 40th time in the last What's that other picture? Years? Are you
1: sitting on the toilet? <laughs> what?
2: What's that other little picture there on your profile? What? I'm not sitting on a toilet. It's called modeling. Does that look like a toilet? And does that look like a backdrop of a toilet bathroom behind you? I don't know how you tile your bathroom. Tile my bathroom? (laughs) That's my backdrop of the wall next to my toilet seat? Hey, since we're going back and looking at
1: screenshots... Oh, no. This can't be good. This was sent in after we... Finished our discussion last night from nine four six three. Okay. Giving me ammunition.
2: Oh no, AJ do is straight this. up
1: bullying Eric right now, and I won't stand for it. No. Eric, here's a stat you can use in defense of how good this oh, Utah Jazz my gosh. 2021 right, team no, is. No,
2: don't do this. Eric, you know better.
1: You know better. The Utah Jazz have won this is the screenshot. The Utah Jazz have won sixteen of their last seventeen games, fourteen of them by double figures. The only team in NBA history to record a more double-digit wins over a 17-game, single-season span are the Bucks from 1970 to
2: 1971. So it's going to be more depressing when the Nuggets eliminate him in the second round in like five games. That's <laughs> great. Good for you. Uh, 2776. Eric ain't getting a follow. I can tell you that much. Really, Uh, any chair can be a toilet. Absolutely. Absolutely. And any chair can be a toilet. I found that out. <laughs> oh. uh, I wasn't mocking.
1: I wasn't being sarcastic. Yes, I was were. being excited. Oh, like, no, that is a big I said, deal.
2: Go back. Go, we got audio. We got receipts. Go back. And you're like, oh, that's cool. No, like, oh, wow, oh, that's cool. No, you, you
1: didn't, You're you totally just voice. listening to my voice. I'm not
2: stupid. Not looking at my face. I'm not stupid, beside, despite what 2787 just texted in. I'm not doing it. Bullyingism <laughs> will not. Will Six not of count ten here. is also better than one of two. <laughs> <laughs> Math all day. Depends which one you get. <laughs> if it's the game winner, doesn't matter. Oh. I'll take one of two.
1: Hey, by the way, Hurricane John Newbold reached out. Um, he's oh, really yeah. he really wants to get a Sam Merrill jersey for his boy. And the it's Sam Merrill is currently playing for the Memphis Hustle. And Newbold, they, uh he just reached out, hey, how many retweets to get a jersey from my boy? And they replied, 500, and you've got it.
2: Dude, he's at 23. Wait, dude, they deleted. Oh, okay, sorry. They deleted a tweet and then they retweeted 500 retweets and you've got a Sam Merrill jersey on us. Okay, you're on. All right, so let's help Hurricane John Humboldt yeah, get a Sam a Merrill Twitter, jersey. uh jersey. Hurricane Bold, right? Is it Hurricane John? No, it's at Hurricane <laughs> underscore John. John. At Hurricane what are you underscore What you, Hurricane John. Bold? Hurricane Bold. People are going to look at Hurricane Bold and they're going to be like, You've wait. following the wrong people all along. <laughs> you, who Who's <is> retweeting Hurricane <laughs> Bold? <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be like a thousand retweets for <laughs> Hurricane Bold in there. He's going to be like, what the heck's going on here?
1: Probably lives in...
2: <laughs>
1: like South Dakota, South Dakota
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just playing video games <laughs> He's getting retweets Why do people in Logan follow me so much? <laughs> yeah, well he's at 23 right now though John is oh, he's, I retweeted him since so I he's at 24. 24 Hey wait, does the three quote tweets Count too? Because if it does then he's at 27 I don't know, I'm going to quote tweet too
1: <laughs> That's what all the kids are doing I guess
2: <laughs> that's what all the kids are doing. Quote tweeting, retweeting. <laughs> Quote tweeting, retweeting. <laughs> Snap, snapgramming. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, let's get on topic here. Uh, hey, a big night of basketball for the Jazz. They get the Bucks at home. Um, boy, this is gonna, I mean, you get some momentum because you got to play the Heat tomorrow. Uh, you know, in a tough back-to-back. Tyler Hero has been out for contact
1: tracing for Miami, but he will be available. Saturday when they play the Jazz.
2: That sucks.
1: Uh, Drew Holiday for Milwaukee has also been out for similar reasons. I have not heard if he will be available. Last I saw that he was not.
2: Hmm. All right. Um, he was not, you said, he right? He not be available. Interesting.
1: Uh, I have not heard of any injury reports for the Jazz. But uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Uh in his last game, dropped 47 points. And who? That was against the
2: uh, Phoenix Suns. He's a monster. He's He is a versatile big man, and that's what makes him so valuable. And, that what's, and that's what makes him one of the top five players in the league is because he's a big man who can do almost everything. Uh, and defensively, he's good. Offensively, he's been great. Uh, the defending defensive player of the year and the defending MVP of the NBA. This guy, uh, this guy's a problem. And, uh, you know, I, I think the last time we played Milwaukee, we smoked him, didn't we? And that was at Milwaukee? It was in Milwaukee, yes. Didn't we set a franchise record with threes? Is that the is that the game Um, we did that? I don't think it was that game. Okay. Um, I just man, here's the the, jazz torched him. Yeah, in fact, I gotta go look back that game now again. I I haven't looked at it. Sorry, I have to go find it again, and now I can't even find it. I got it. Anyways,
1: uh, yeah. this, This speaking of the jazz, interesting side note. Okay. Um. Saw this about an hour ago from ESPN. Okay. A lot of sport bettors. Yeah. Like, you can, you can bet on the futures uh, of a team. Like, who's more likely to win the championship, right? You can place those bets early in the year. Yeah. And it, it changes as the season goes on, as you would suspect that it would, as things start to manifest itself. But um, the Jazz are the number one team in the NBA. Right now, correct? Record-wise, they're number one. Correct. But they only have the fifth best odds to win the title. So those that are putting money on these things and trying to predict these things,
2: still not a lot of love for the Jazz. Hey, by the way, uh, suck it, Eric. I was right. Uh, Utah set a franchise record with threes against Milwaukee. With twenty five, one thirty one, one eighteen was your final score. Donovan had thirty two. Jazz shot twenty five of fifty three from deep.
1: Okay, well I th- they've, uh, they've they've they since surpassed that. Maybe that's oh, why I was oh, thinking about that. Okay, yeah, then maybe
2: I asked the wrong. current okay. franchise record yeah. is yeah. twenty
1: six. But you're right. That day they did. Yeah, they franchise.
2: did set Okay, yeah. I mean, to that had, point, you're right. They you're had right. at least got uh, what? Jeez. Royce had six. It was six of eight. Mike Conley was five of ten. Jordan Clarkson was five of twelve. Uh, Mitchell was 4-9, and nine, and Bogdanovich was 4-10. That was all from three, by the way. Giannis had 35-8. Middleton had 31-10, and, and J. Rue Holiday had 17. Lopez had 12. And Dante DiVincenzo had 11. They scored the first 12 of the Jazz in the fourth quarter, and they were up by 20, just like that. That's yeah, that's incredible.
1: Well, yeah, they really put him in the uh, put him to bed quickly and Milwaukee eventually just threw in the towel there in the fourth quarter and didn't really try.
2: Yeah, Giannis was fourteen and twenty five from the field, two of five from deep, five seven at the line, eight boards, four assists in thirty five uh thirty five points in thirty three minutes. He still was a minus five. All the all but four or Let's see, Dante was the only one who didn't finish in the negative or in minus. Everyone else was a minus, including their bench. That's impressive. Paris was a good off the bench, too. He had 23 minutes, 2-3, or 6 boards, 1 assist. He only had 4 points. Clarkson was good. Uh, Ingalls did not play this game.
1: Oh, that was one of the few games he missed earlier in the year. Yeah, that's
2: right. Wasn't that his first that he might have missed, I think? And then that's his Achilles? Yeah. Might have been his first. Man, Mitchell had 32 on 12 of 24 shooting from the field.
1: Not a bad night. Uh, Milwaukee, they're coming off of their win. Excuse me, a loss against the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Lost by one. Giannis had a a shot attempt to win the game. Um, it didn't go in. Um, Booker, famously after the game, said they purposely backed off him because they didn't think he'd be able to hit it, which doesn't make a lot of sense if a guy was put 47 on you. Uh, anyway. But uh, this Milwaukee team can score a lot of points. What are they averaging right now? I mean, just... Looking back over their last, gosh, several games. Okay, 124 in a loss, 125 in a win, 124 in a win, 123 in a win, 130 in a win, 134, uh, 114 in a loss at the Hornets, 126 in a loss at the Pelicans, 115, 129. These guys
2: are scoring a ton of points. Dude, the matchup predictor has Milwaukee at 51.6%. Oh, and the ESPN headline for the preview of this game? Giannis leads Milwaukee against Utah after 47-point performance. That's, that's the best we can do.
1: Never mind that he lost. And never mind that the that's Jazz have just, won.
2: What is it now? Horrible. 16 of the last 17? Yeah, that's horrible effort. That's ESPN
1: for you. All right, let's, let's not recognize the hottest team in the NBA. Let's do everything we can.
2: Make sure Giannis gets the attention. (laughs) Which, you know what? The Jazz are okay with that. The Jazz are like, you know what? You want to do that? Go ahead. By all means. It's a big chip on their shoulder. Provides fuel. So Giannis leads their team in rifle, I mean, obviously, in points, boards, and Chris Middleton in assists. But on the Jazz side, Donovan Mitchell leads in points, Gobert leads in rebounds, and Mike Conley leads in assists. By the way, is Mike Conley out tonight? Have you seen anything uh, on that?
1: Let me double check. I haven't seen because they didn't.
2: They didn't say anything about tonight's game.
1: Usually, that's out by now.
2: Hmm.
1: I'll keep looking. You keep looking. I think they're going to take their 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 time on this. They don't yeah, they rush have to
2: because the last year he missed like fourteen games. So, like you said, Milwaukee is averaging one hundred twenty-one points per game. Utah's averaging one hundred fourteen, but Utah's only given up one hundred five. I say only, but Milwaukee's given up one eleven. Uh, Bucks are shooting forty-nine percent from the field. Utah's shooting forty-six. Uh, Milwaukee's averaging forty-eight and a half rebounds. Utah's averaging just under fifty. I mean, this is some close stuff here. And Milwaukee seven and three in their last ten. Jazz are nine and one in their last ten. Of course. Yeah, this is a big game. This is a big game. Uh, let's see. It looks like.
1: Uh, Drew Holiday is going to be out. Um. And uh, Mike Connolly looks like he's out. Elijah Hughes is also out. Mm. So expect to see Joe Ingles in the starting lineup again, which I don't mind. Uh, I'd like seeing Joe. He's another ball handler, somebody else who can initiate the offense. He can get after opposing teams uh, in their head, even though he's maybe not the quickest or the most athletic guy on the court. He is still very crafty in how he is defensively. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how the Jazz try to defend these guys. Uh, They look like they will have Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, Brian Forbes will be filling in for Drew Holiday. So um, Jazz are favored by two and a half in this one. But this is part of that stretch where uh, there's more and more attention now more eyes are looking at uh, in Salt Lake City to see what the Utah Jazz are doing. And this is that stretch to for the Jazz to really prove, are we the real deal or have we just had a nice little stretch yep. here?
2: Are we, yeah, are we a real contender, right? And, but you know what, Eric? I feel like they are. Without Mike Conley, they're still having a lot of success. They're still doing great on the offens- offensive side of the ball, getting great looks, moving the ball around well, um, great rotation with the ball. Defensively, they've been very, very stout. Um, I know they have a couple of lapses there in the fourth quarter, but for the most part I think they've been really good. I I this is a great I mean, this is a big game. I don't think it's the end all be all to them that they're not a contender, right? I mean it's Milwaukee. It's a tough stretch. You got Milwaukee, you got the Heat on a back to back, and then you got the Sixers to close out a a, a tough homestand before you head on the road and you, uh or I guess yeah, you head on the road and play the Clippers twice. That's yeah, not easy, but I, I, I think Aggies could actually get out of here. If they can get this one, I have confidence in tomorrow. But you also got to un- wonder how much this, is gonna, this game is going to take out of them tonight before they get to the Heat tomorrow.
1: Yeah, that's true. They do have Miami tomorrow. But, look, Miami, they've, they've struggled in the early part of the season, but they're starting to hit their stride a little bit here. They've won four in a row coming into uh, at least where they're at right now. And they're going to get Tyler Hero back for their game tomorrow. So they're, they're not really a team to be overlooked. Uh, it was a team that made it to the finals last year. Not a whole lot's changed with their roster. Uh, they don't have Jay Crowder. Um, they let him go. He's with Phoenix now. But uh, that is a team that's won four in a row, beating the Wizards, the Knicks twice, and the Rockets
2: before they face the Jazz tomorrow. 6804 text in. I'm not surprised the media is highlighting uh, Giannis's performance even in a loss. Uh, the Jazz don't need that. A lesser team would crave the drama. The Jazz have always been able to gel without, and without a media or I guess a media superstar. Any fan of another team that has a superstar but a mediocre record should be jealous. Just ask Bradley Bill. Hmm. Superstar on a mediocre team yeah
1: no that's true uh, and getting back to those uh the the betting odds I mean just for
2: yeah discussion purposes, game purposes entertainment only
1: entertainment only uh the jazz are the fifth favorite the Lakers are first the nets are second the clippers are third and the bucks are fourth and you know what the Jazz have to prove themselves against that
2: those types of teams. And it starts tonight. Does. Uh, give me your keys tonight for the Jazz. What do they got to do to slow down this Giannis Bucks team? Um, that is so great that he had forty seven and a loss. That was just awesome. <laughs> so incredible. We've never seen it before ever, ever in basketball history.
1: Well, he's uh he can be a real <laughs> matchup problem for most teams, but the Jazz have Rudy Gobert, and it's been a fun matchup when those two battle each other. Um, the, the The bigger difference is that um, that the Giannis has that ability to score from beyond the, uh, the perimeter. He's not as good. He's not a sure. great outside shot, sure. but he yeah. can. But Rudy's also improved his perimeter defense on switches. So um, that, that Milwaukee team, they're very similar to Utah. They like to shoot the three. Multiple guys on the floor can shoot the three. And they've got a really crazy athletic guy that can do a lot of different things offensively and defensively. So I guess when you ask for keys, I think it's just, everybody's got to uh, do their role in you know, guarding their you – know, not well, not giving any space to their guys. Take away any space. Yeah, there you go. And then try to funnel as much to, to
2: Rudy Gobert defensively as you can. Yeah, I think the perimeter defense is going to be big tonight too, right? I mean, when you got Pat, Dante, uh, Jay, I guess Jerry Jerry's out tonight. Is that right? Who? Holiday. He's out? Yes. So, uh, limit what the guards can do and make Giannis have to beat you. Try to, I mean, I know you can't stop Chris Middleton. Slow it down. Force it to Giannis and make him have to beat you alone. It won't happen. There's no way.
1: Well, the other thing that can be kind of tricky is if uh, Giannis and Lopez are on the floor at the same time, who does Rudy
2: give his attention
1: to? Because Lopez can go outside and and stick a three in your eye.
2: That's true. Yeah, Lopez is a good perimeter. Are you going to be content with letting him stay out there? No, you got to guard him. Again, Rudy Gobert has had some tough matchups here lately, and this is another one. And Embiid's gonna be a big one too, and he got Bam Bam tomorrow night. So that's 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 three tough matchups all in a row, and and then they're all tough for different reasons, by the way, too.
1: Now, I don't I don't really know what's going on with Bam Adebayo, but he has not quite been the impact player
2: early in the year like he was at the end of last year. Yeah, that bubble basketball's been kind of interesting. Like players play. I mean, Jamal Murray was another guy who was really really good in the bubble. Slow down this season. Hey, I was gonna ask you randomly, but I want to add. I I feel like I need to tell you, you're right the the Suns matchup, um, or the Suns team. I just didn't think they'd be that good. They turned out to be a lot better. Yeah, it's incredible. That's uh, that's not a bad ball club. No, where are they at in the standings right now?
1: They are currently in the West fourth. Wow. Western Conference standings, Utah Jazz number one, half a game ahead of the Lakers, uh, Clippers are number three, Phoenix is number four, Portland is fifth, and uh, they had that down-to-the-wire game against uh, Philadelphia. Did you see that one last night? Was uh a- uh Really tight, close game. It was nice to see that. There's been way too many blowouts in the NBA this year. That one went down to the wire. That was fun to watch. Portland one is a number five. San Antonio has crept back up into the into the discussion, conversation. They're number six. Uh Denver is number seven. Golden State number eight. And then I guess you kinda have to also consider number nine and number ten, because those still have opportunities. Sacramento is at ninth. Uh Memphis is after that. Hmm. So uh, really disappointing is uh Dallas. Yeah and the type of season they've had. Luca's called out his teammates, calling them unselfish or or me, calling them selfish and unengaged. Um, so not really great things going on in Dallas. And then Steph Curry is uh, leading a revival of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, he's having a great performance, an MVP type of season so far, elevating the guys around him. Still, they're they're in eighth place in the West. Hmm. So let all the highlights be about Steph Curry and Luka Doncic, um, you know Zion Williamson, all guys that are way down on the totem pole for. Where their overall standings are, yeah. Let's let's highlight their individual performances, but forget the team <laughs> but dude, and the win loss record. That's
2: how it is, though. That's how it is in the league. Like, um, go look at the NBA Twitter, and Jazz will win by twenty, but it's hey Steph Curry hit a three and he jogged away before it even went in, or Giannis just really threw it down right there, or. Zion Williamson went up for a layup. It was incredible. Like, I mean, come on. I'm like, jeez, it's just, it's annoying. And it's, and it's, I mean, they used to fawn over LeBron. Then it became Steph Curry. And then it became Zion Williamson. And now it's all three of them. Makes me want to just puke. I actually unfollowed him because I was so annoyed by it. NBA does it for ratings though, which I'm telling you, that's why you're going to get screwed in the NBA playoffs, Eric. Watch, if it's down to the Lakers and the Jazz, do they want Utah there or do they want the Lakers there? Let's don't go down that road again. Let's do it again. Just saying, it's not a pretty, not a pretty tree. Sucks, but that's how the Jazz fans should feel. Like you just know you're screwed. All right, coming up uh, next
1: on the full court press. Uh, there's a lot of interesting Region 11 basketball games tonight. We'll tell you who's playing where, how you can follow along. Major League Baseball is getting close to starting up with spring training activities. Are there going to be any changes with Major League Baseball this year in rules, in minor leagues, and spring training? The answer to that is yes. And uh, our Friday Five Best, Well, now the Super Bowl is done, it happened this last week, and Another quarterback was named as the MVP, but does that rank is among are the five best quarterback performances in the Super Bowl? We'll look back and uh, reflect on who the five best MVP performances were in the Super Bowl, and love to get your thoughts on that too. If you recall a particularly dynamic performance by a quarterback in a Super Bowl, let us know four three five three three nine zero three two one we'll both share the guys that we thought were the best at what they did. We'll see if we agree or disagree. That's all coming up on the Full Court Press.
0: The new home for the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
1: Just a reminder, we will not have the Jazz game here on the fan. We'll have updates. But Skyview is on the road. They're at Ridgeline. So Dave Simmons will call the action for both the Riverhawks and the Bobcats here on the fan and on 104.5, the ranch. Uh, Other games in Region 11 tonight. Green Canyon is at Logan. So Al Lewis will be on the call there on KVNU, 610 AM, 102.1 FM, KVNU mobile app, KVNUTalk.com, as well as 100.9 FM. And Mountain Crest, they're going to be at Bear River tonight. A.J. Knight on the call for the Mustangs on 107.7, and Clint Payne on the call for the Bears on 104.9, the ranch, in Box Elder County. And... Ajay, I think that the, the biggest matchup of the night, without question, is the Ridgeline Skyview game, which will be heard here on the fan. Uh, the other one that could be interesting, just because both of these teams are looking for help, is the Ridgeline Mountain
2: Crest game. Uh, Ridgeline doesn't play Mountain Crest. Excuse me, Bear River Mountain Crest game. Yeah, you know, two things. One, the Boise's, uh, not Boise, the Ridgeline Skyview game, um, I remember when, like, Logan was going to play Ridgeline, and I said that would be a quality basketball game, and then Ridgeline just, just undressed him by 20. And then you look at, and so, I mean, I say, hey, this is going to be a great game tonight, but if Ridgeline shows up, they could turn this thing into a route really quickly. And I know it's Skyview, but if it's at Ridgeline, boy, you got to think Ridgeline's going to be a favorite in this one. Uh and then the Bear River matchup. Did you see
1: the score for Skyview or Ridgeline and Bear River? Yeah, that on wasn't Wednesday? pretty. That
2: oh uh my gosh. That's like Yukon women's basketball playing like Idaho State. I mean, I, it was just not good. It was not good from Bear River's side, but they need this game tonight. Um the last time they played Mountain Crest, they were down by eight with about five minutes left, went on like a 10 ten o run, um, led by two. Uh, and they held Mountain Crest without a field goal attempt. For three and a half minutes in the fourth quarter, without a field goal attempt, not a point, a field goal attempt. They didn't shoot for three and a half minutes. I mean, that's incredible. That is incredible. So I mean, I mean, so if you're Bear River, play lockdown defense. I think you're going to see a lot of the bench tonight. Their bench has been great. They have this Chase Adams kid. He's like a gnat. Just I mean, annoys you defensively, and it's so good offensively. Um, they're going to be a problem for the Mustangs.
1: Um, no. The, uh, the Skyview and Logan played each other on Wednesday, and Logan had the early lead. Logan was in control uh, earlier for a good chunk of the game, and then Skyview really started getting them their thing going, and they pulled away. Yeah, uh, Logan's a good team, and that uh, Logan-Green Canyon matchup could be interesting as well. But I think if the Ridgeline Riverhawks are seeing that Skyview, it took them a while to get going against the Grizzlies, it could be an interesting showdown tonight yeah, exactly. in Millville.
2: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: Skyview is still the only team in Region Eleven who has not lost a region game yet.
2: You think that changes tonight? Uh,
1: uh, Are you allowed to I say Skyview
2: is the only other team to
1: to beat Ridge Line? Line's won every other game except for their trip to uh, the Bobcats when they played the Bobcats up in Smithfield. So, um, man, I. Look at how Ridgeline played on Wednesday.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Skyview ri- kind of struggled for a bit there. And this is at Ridgeline. They're looking for revenge. I think just based on a little bit of adrenaline, Ridgeline beats Skyview tonight. The only
1: thing that might be interesting, I don't know how much of it is a factor, but a lot of high school kids didn't have school today. They don't have school on Monday. Oh, they're off, huh? So
2: the, the, your typical student section may be diminished. Greatly? Well, Ridgeline's not allowing students in their student section. They're the only school in the region that's not allowing that, I'm pretty sure, from huh. what I've heard. Because UHSA says you can. Yeah, oh, no, no, yeah. But I think Ridgeline said, we aren't going to do it. Oh. Uh 2409 texting, Eric. Uh Region 11 has two good teams and some nights two really good teams in Ridgeline and Skyview, one average team in Logan, and three horrible teams, uh... What did that be? Green Canyon by River Mountain Crest. Best game of the year tonight at Ridge Line. Well, thank you for the text. Greatly appreciate it. Two four zero nine and well, oh, I'd have to agree with you. This one, this one should be a barn burner tonight in uh, in Millville. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, I don't know that I'd classify Green Canyon as a horrible team. <laughs> no,
2: not me, not yet. No, no. no. Uh, um, I mean, I, I know Mountain Crest has struggled all season long. Boy, how about by the way, how about Craig Smith's kid Brady Smith right now over there at, at Green Canyon? He is. Averaging double figures he's, he's played really good basketball for them they're just they they need a big I mean and but and they got Craig Smith's boy who's a freshman he's also on the team uh and he's he's done pretty well for himself as well like, go figure but uh yeah they just need a big guy who's consistent for them right now they don't have that Bay River
1: started out pretty decent but they've really been struggling huge the last slide right weeks. now yeah.
2: yeah huge slide for them and they got to get rid of this like immediately if they want any chance to stay in it So
1: a lot of interesting games tonight on tap in Region 11, a lot of different places to tune in and to follow along. Make sure later tonight, early tomorrow, you check out CashValleyDaily.com. Check out the photo galleries of these games. Had some great photographers putting together these games and shooting these games. Uh, The players in action in... You get a little extra flavor too of the other things that are happening around, like the pep band or the cheerleaders or the fans. Oh, so hey, it's I'm fun to tune in and watch. I
2: was that. supposed to ask you, I'll ask you on air, why not? But is there a way to purchase those photos at all? Uh good question.
1: The best way to do that on each photo gallery, it lists who the photographer is, what their websites are.
2: Oh, okay. And, That's cool. Uh,
1: you can contact the photographer through their website.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you put the photo thing up. That's
1: that's our arrangement that we have with these Photogs. They do great work. Oh, they're great. It's fun. And uh, they can handle that with anybody who's interested in in making a purchase of a picture. Um, So uh, they're very reasonable. They're not going to charge you an arm and a leg. Uh, They're really good at what they do. Uh, That's why we use them. So uh, go check those out. Um, CashValleyDaily.com later tonight, early tomorrow, and get the recaps and, and see what happened. In the games tonight, got to call another timeout here in the full court press. Some changes in Major League Baseball as the their seasons are getting underway. Spring training starts for at least pitchers and catchers next week. Yeah, and then other spring training games get get underway uh, later this month. Uh, and as you might suspect, there are some changes. Still, well, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We'll update you on those coming up next in the Full Court Press.
0: The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
2: Hey, do you think John's going to get it? Dude, he's at 96, man. Yeah, you can tell he's reached out to a lot of different people. So, okay, if we're if we're counting Good the for him. eleven quote tweets, that's one hundred and seven. So he needs. Oh, he's at ninety seven. Dude, he's cruising. Like he could have this by tomorrow. Good for him, though. Help! That's, help him out, everybody. Him out. If
1: you are on Twitter,
2: go to Hurricane Bold. <laughs> do not do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> At hurricane underscore <laughs> Newbold. <laughs> no, sorry, Hurricane John. I said, Yo, dude, yeah, you, hurricane you, you Newbold. come
2: on. I was like, wait a minute. Hold <laughs> on. I was waiting for you to correct it. I wasn't gonna do it for you because I want to feel bad. But Hurricane underscore John. Mm. Can't wait. You know, that, that's awesome though. Good for him. I'll be uh I'll will be keeping up to date with that. Sam Merrill had a good game yesterday. Yeah, he played well. So he just gotta get his legs underneath him. You, you knew he'd be fine. Uh, he had with twenty the points. Memphis hustle. Yeah, he scored Memphis twenty hustle. points. Had like seven assists. Um,
1: he will play again on Sunday, which will be part of our pick six. Because so that game doesn't count because it was it was which in his next game. Next game. Yeah. How many points would he score?
2: Hmm. Good stuff. Hey, uh, baseball. Uh, right around the corner. I know pitchers and catchers are meeting. Uh, some changes coming up, though, Eric. Yeah. Uh,
1: pitchers and catchers can start reporting next week. Uh, but there are going to be a few changes. The schedule will begin on time. Um. So pitchers and catchers can start their workouts on Wednesday. Exhibition season starts February 28th. And then the regular season remains on track to start April 1st. Uh, they're going to be changing a little bit on how they do spring training in, in like groups and pods. And I used to have an exhibition series against some college teams. Those aren't going to happen anymore. Sometimes you'd have a, a, a split squad um, so you can evaluate more players. That's not going to happen. But um, th- they are going to—they are getting ready to take place for the season. But there are going to be a few changes. Part of it because of safety protocols. Some because they've been looking on some adjustments anyway. Uh, Double headers will be two seven-inning games. Really. Uh, each offense will get a runner on second to start every extra inning. Uh, active roster limit will revert to 26 and expand to 28 in September. And uh, clubs are permitted to carry up to five additional taxi squad players on all road
2: trips. This is for Major League, too? This is for Major wow. League Baseball. Huh. The 2-7 inning thing actually works out really well, honestly, by the way. I've... I used to, you know, produce Steve Klauke's Beast games, and um, I know coach managers, excuse me, and players were a huge fan of just, if it's a doubleheader, just two seven-inning games and that's it. Like, they really like that idea. So, yeah, I'm glad Major League's doing it as well. That makes sense. I yeah. Mean, oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, it my makes heck, sense. yeah. It, especially if you're trying to get more games in. If you
1: have to postpone games or yeah. make them up, then you're going to be playing more well, doubleheaders. It's, yeah,
2: well, there's not so taxing on the pitching staff, too. I mean, you can yeah. run a pitcher for three, I mean, four or five innings, and then... Set your bullpen in there for two. Uh, there will not be a universal designated hitter. That sucks. I was kind of looking forward to that. I like it. You like the pitchers hitting? Yep. Oh, man, yeah. I'm a I'm an, I'm an old-school
1: traditionalist with that. That If you're on the field of play, you have to take your turn at the plate. I
2: guess it's good if you're a pitcher of you being a guy. You have to go up to bat and right. I mean, take it on the leg, too. you got to be more careful. Not that they're going to be more careful. They don't care. <laughs> uh hey does the uh the whole astro thing it's probably died off now like now that we i mean we're we're past it right long gone baseball Are,
1: players and baseball fans have long memories
2: that's a good answer
1: what I don't know is what level of uh fans in attendance there, there'll be oh yeah, in games. There may be some venues who do allow fans, mm-hmm. and some that don't, because they
2: started to allow them mm-hmm. during the World Series. And it, actually, it was so it fun. It made a difference. It made a so much difference, and it was it sounded so much better. Say, so when is like when is the uh, spring training? When does that start? Do we know yet? Well, it they call it the exhibition
1: season, but that starts February twenty eighth. Okay. And, Ajay, I know you're, you're curious before we take our next time out. For the Chicago Cubs, oh my their goodness, spring training be. begins on Monday, March 1st at the Peoria Sports Complex against the San Diego Padres. Padres making some big moves, man. They're, they are serious about trying to be a contender. Uh, the Cubs' first home game Why? down at the Cactus League. No one cares. That's actually marked second. That's at Sloan Park versus the Kansas City Royals. 14 games at Sloan
2: Park, 14 Cactus League road games. I can just see it. You Can't guys are going to get place. blown out by the Royals, like, an you know, like 9 nothing. You're going to be depressed. You're going to come into work. You're going to be upset with people. You're going to be angry, snappy. It was our year. Jay, I would never. It was our year.
0: The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools, the full court press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
1: Not only are there going to be changes to Major League Baseball for this upcoming season, but Aj some pretty significant changes for Minor League Baseball as well. But this has been something that's been ruminating for quite some time.
2: Yeah, having you know being the top affiliate for a Major League Baseball team is a really really big deal uh, for minor league teams, and for the Salt Lake Bees, they uh, have been so for the uh, Los Angeles of Anaheim Angels for what now twenty years, I believe, since two thousand. If I'm not mistaken, they were the Minnesota twins, the twins before that. Yep, absolutely. And so now uh, they uh, have just signed a contract to extend that for another 10 years. Yep. Right? Uh, with the uh, Sully Bees and uh, Anaheim Angels, which is just awesome. Um, and then the they will now have a Triple A West League, which will consist of the Bees, Las Vegas, Reno, Tacoma, Sacramento, and the East Division, which is Albuquerque, El Paso, so Oklahoma City, Round Rock, and Sugar Land. So New Orleans will no longer be there. They were the New Orleans Baby Cakes.
1: Uh, and Steve Clock, I'm
2: sure, is Dude, yeah, broken up. I remember when he found out about that, he told me before the game, he's like, I will refuse to call them the New Orleans Baby Cakes. <laughs> I will not do it. And sure enough, as all get out, he would say yeah, it. New Orleans every single time and he left out Baby Cakes. It was He said that one, and then the El Paso uh, Chihuahuas, he would call them the El Paso Yappers. <laughs> We're going to get Steve on our show here in the next week. I actually just texted him. He said he'd love to hop on. We'll talk baseball with him.
1: Triple A teams uh, will have a 144 game schedule. It starts in April. Um, well, it's supposed to start in April, but it's likely going to be pushed back to the start of May. Uh, but um, yeah, some interesting changes with the with minor leagues. There'll be three divisions each for Double A, High A, and Low A. Forty affiliates were dropped in 2019. The last season under the old minor league system. But for uh for the bees, they're still there. They're good news. But I don't know about the Raptors and the Owls. Are the Owls still a team? No. They're gone. Do you remember they...
2: their, <laughs> their celebration? Uh no. You don't? The Owls? It was like National Caucasian Day or something. Oh no. It's bad. Yeah, they canceled it.
1: All right, next hour we'll get into uh, our five best, Friday five best. Stick around. Five best performances by a quarterback in the Super Bowl. The Aggies, the Jazz,
0: the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
1: Yes, it is a premier matchup. Utah Jazz and the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis. Normally, we would have it here on the fan tonight, but we got the Skyview Bobcats. Which, they're in a big game, too. So. On the road at the Ridgeline Riverhawks. Yes, That's that right. is a really big matchup. Uh, pregame at 645-ish. I think Dave usually starts his pregames at like more like 650. Uh, but anyway, it'll be here on the fan and on 104.5 The Ranch. Dave Simmons, Nick Zollinger, they do a great job.
2: Yeah, I love Nick and Dave. They're great. They're awesome. They'll give you updates to the Jazz game, too, as it's going. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah big one Jazz,
1: taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. And ESPN Stats and Info just shared this. Give me it. It's moments ago. Okay. Over the last four seasons, there's only one player averaging 35 points per game and 10 rebounds per game versus a single opponent. Minimum of three games played versus that opponent. The player is Giannis Antetokounmpo, and the opponent is the Utah Jazz. No, uh, really? What is he averaging? He is averaging thirty-six points per game, twelve point one rebounds per game, and five point one assists per game against the Utah Jazz.
2: Okay, so like, whoever is running that Twitter account needs to get fired. <laughs> Why? Like, it's just you stats, have stats. I mean, how bored could you be? To be like, hey, I wonder when the last time someone averaged 30 and 5 and 10 versus a single team with three games played in the last 20 years. Found it. Oh, it's Giannis. What do you know? Like, good heck.
1: He has historically good games when he faces the Utah Jazz. I mean, great, because the, Jazz, the, have gra- there.
2: the gra- Jazz have great games when they historically face the Bucks. So, cool. Ball don't lie. Paul, don't lie, but neither does the scoreboard. You know, the, you're right. The Jazz have had some great
1: matchups against the Bucks. Yeah. last year, uh, Boyan hit that game winner in the corner. Uh, earlier this season, they had the blowout, just totally dismantled the Bucks. Uh, it's fun watching those two teams square off against each other. It's really, you know, Quinn Snyder is a disciple of uh, Budenholzer. He was on his staff yeah, on in his Atlanta. Staff,
2: Budenholzer loved him too. Budenholzer and Popovich both kind of said the same thing um, that Quinn would come asking him questions. And like Mike and Greg both would just say, Wait, what are you talking about? What does that mean? I've never even heard that word before. And he's like, Okay, well, here's what it means. And he'll, you know, he'll show you. And they're like, Okay, yeah, sure. Why not? Like, if you think that's going to work, let's do it. I mean, just because he was so high IQ, spent time in Europe. Was at Missouri. I mean, just an incredibly intelligent guy. He was under Coach K for a while. He played under Coach K too. Yep. And I've and like I've like met the guy and I've had a like I've interviewed him about basketball, dude. I'm telling you, for about like my 15 minute interview. Actually, it was like more like 13. But I tell you, for 12 minutes and 59 seconds, I had no idea what the crap he was talking about. <laughs> no freaking clue the the uh, a lot of the sports writers that follow the the jazz on a regular
1: basis oh yeah said that there was a media availability just the other day somebody asked him a question and it took him 12, 12 minutes, minutes to give the yeah, answer yeah they
2: asked him about what the style of basketball from you know like has he has he been able to adapt to the change of style of basketball maybe when he was at duke to now or how it's adapted in the nba and he went off like he talked about his career at duke then went to missouri then talked about playing in Europe, then like under like the Hawks, then at the Lakers, and now the Jazz. He went through the whole doggone biography, and and it was a great answer too. Uh, Andy Larson has the transcript on Twitter, and uh, he shared it. Dude, it is a very very detailed, good answer, and it shows you why Quinn Snyder is one of the most intelligent coaches in the NBA. Well, um, n-
1: not only just his intelligence for the game, but how he handles his players. Yeah. Uh, how many guys would have been able to salvage what happened with Utah last spring?
2: Yeah, that's true. Not yeah. just Quinn, but the organization but, You know, Utah and I think it old. helps. Quinn's kind of been through a, a hell of his own. You know, when he was at Missouri, he made some really bad mistakes, some bad decisions, yep. um, got himself booted out, ended up in Europe, was in, I think he was in like, I don't want to say Russia or something like that, like. He was like coaching in the dark end corners of basketball world, like dark ends, and then fought himself and clawed his way back to being on NBA staff, Uh, was the G-League head coach for the Spurs G-League team, so Popovich fell in love with him, used him, Boone Holzer, Mike Brown, all loved him, and now he's with the Jazz, and Dennis Lindsay has said before and he'll say it again, best decision he ever made as a general manager was Quinn Snyder being the head coach.
1: Uh, exciting matchup tonight between the Jazz and the Bucks. It tips off at seven. Uh, we'll have uh, Dave Simmons provide updates through the evening. Be awesome because uh, we got a big showdown as it is in high school basketball. Skyview, who's undefeated in region play, and Ridgeline, whose only loss in region play came at their game on the road at Smithfield against the Bobcats. Um, so yeah, it, this is a really big one tonight in Region 11 that could determine a, a share of a region title or providing some separation for the Bobcats.
2: Yeah, I, again, I just I feel like, um, again, adrenaline at Ridgeline and looking for revenge. I mean, I, I would lean towards Ridgeline in this one. But, you know, Kirk Hiller has been in plenty of tough big games with his squad. Now you don't have Mason Falls live, and that changes things just a tad bit, but... um yeah i I still think Ridgeline has a lot on their mind about not getting uh, not getting Skyview there at their place so uh
1: so fun night so we'll have it here on the fan uh, starting about uh, 650 <laughs> full coverage here on the fan uh, as well as 104.5 FM uh, the ranch um, and uh, you can hear it on the mobile app 1069 the fan mobile app streaming on our website 1069 thefan.com uh it'll be Logan and Green Canyon facing each other. That'll be on KVNU, 610 AM, 102.1 FM. That's also another big one. 100.9 FM. And then Mountain Crest at Bear River, two teams really searching for some help and trying to find something going for them to give them a little bit of light to, uh, to help them finish out the, the end of the regular season. Both teams struggling right now. Both team, both of those two teams looking for some something positive to go their way. So that'll be on 107.7 FM with A.J. Knight and 104.9 in Elder County with Clint Payne. So busy night in high school basketball and check CashValleyDaily.com tomorrow morning and we'll have the uh, photo galleries of those games and you can see uh, what <clears throat> happened in those uh, various arenas.
2: Uh, well, we're Friday Five Best of the five uh, best Super Bowl MVP performances, uh, 6891 text in all Tom Brady he only has seven to choose from. Also, you guys need to run another hour after six p.m. The odd couple sucks. <laughs> I would agree with that. Um, but we uh, unfortunately cannot run another hour. We, put, I mean, come on, you, got, you guys have to deal with us for two hours. My bad math and Eric's bad takes for two hours. That's <laughs> that's too much for you guys. My bad takes. You deserve better. Like, what? Like, you guys thought Goonies was a bad movie? Yeah. What? A, yeah. And what was your other what was your other dumb take on that? With uh, but. Uh, well, who was it that texted in about that? Three four two six Was that you? I don't remember. I can't even remember. Oh, yeah. You were dissing on the ninety six ninety seven Jazz Squad. I wasn't dissing on you them. You were ripping on him. Just felt like this year's team has more depth. Oh, and you hate Jeff Hornacek. More That's playmakers. Right. You think Jeff Hornacek's an overrated basketball player back I in the day. Say, I didn't say he was overrated. Yeah, you did. Where's Piranhas? Piranhas <laughs> would take over. Piranhas will help me out. Hey, uh, uh Bracketology. Eric? Yes, thank you. I was just going to bring that up. You read my mind. Uh, Utah State. Uh, He has them as a 12 seed. Is that right, Eric? Help me here.
1: Yes, so Joe Lunardi has just updated his latest list this afternoon. He has four Mountain West Conference teams in. Utah State is in as a 12 seed. San Diego State is the highest at a 9 seed. Boise State as an 11 and Colorado state as a 12 Boise state and Colorado state are among the last four in in Joe Lunardi's uh, latest bracketology trying to predict the field. Um, he thinks that, uh, by the way, just for kicks and giggles that, uh, if it's a if it's a green team, if it's highlighted green, that means they've got an 80% chance that they'll still be in. So BYU, he's got them as a uh, – and San Diego State both as an 80% chance of still being in.
2: By the way, again, Nevada-San Jose State Series has been postponed this week due to Nevada having COVID issues. And that's not great for Nevada. They <laughs> – they need games. So they'll have a week off before they face. I don't who they got next week. And then they uh, finish up with Utah State on a Friday-Sunday matchup.
1: Uh, there were two
2: games that did take
1: place in the Mountain West last night. Fresno State at Air Force. Bulldogs coming away victors 69-63. to uh, Air Force was down by double digits in the first half. Tried to come back, but uh, Fresno State eventually coming out on top. And then Boise State at Extra Mile Arena, not at some other venue, uh, did take care of UNLV seventy-eight to sixty-six.
2: How about Boise State? Take I mean, that's actually a good one. They I think they went on like a 12, 20 to four run. I think is what it was, um, and uh, and just dominated UNLV from uh, after that run and, and ran away with it is going to be a good team. It'll be a tough team to sweep out. I mean, I think Boise, Boise State still sweeps them, but I think game Two is going to be a lot closer. A lot closer. Boise State was led
1: by uh, Akot off the bench with 16 points. Uh, Derek Alston Jr. only had nine points. But they had a lot of guys contributing, so that's, that's a big part of Boise State's success this year is it's not just in the hands of one guy. Yeah. And uh, tonight in, in the Mountain West, nothing. It was supposed to be Utah State and Wyoming. Wyoming uh, couldn't make it down because of Cowboys chickenitis. Cowboys are
2: ducking them. Chickenitis. Yep. I'd say something else, but I'm not allowed to because of FCC rules.
1: <laughs> Boise State, UNLV, uh, tomorrow night on FS1 at 8 o'clock if you want to get a preview of Utah State's next opponent, which will be Boise State. But, again, that's FS1. Saturday at 8, if you want to get the early look at what Boise State looks like against a common opponent in UNLV.
2: It's going to be a good one next week, man. It's going to be a really, really, really good game.
1: It's too bad they couldn't find an opponent this week.
2: Yeah, I it's agree. It's not an easy task. It's not not easy to do, yeah. Yeah, they're left high and dry. Yeah, yeah. they're left high and dry. So it's, uh, it's tough, but that's just kind of how the dog rules some time and... <laughs> got to deal with it. got to roll with the punches. Look, you knew it's COVID. You knew we were going to lose games, postpone games. You just you knew it was coming. So, one way or another. Oh, hey, will you remind me? I got to show you a message. I got a text from somebody that I want you to read and give me your thoughts on. Uh, we'll, we'll go to break because I don't want to read it on air and get myself in trouble. <laughs> but I, I have to show you a message about the whole Boise State ordeal. And if you th- actually think it's true, or you think it'd actually be possible that something like this would happen, because if it is, it's really low and the Mount West Conference needs to get involved. Wow. So I'll show you that at a break, but remind me, I keep forgetting to tell you. Sorry. Hey,
1: uh, earlier this week, the uh, G League started up in the yeah. bubble. They're playing in Orlando.
2: My man, Sam.
1: Sam Merrill had a good day for yeah. the Memphis Hustle 20 points, four for six from three, seven assists and two steals. Dude, have you read yeah. do that as well? Um. Now the give from Stockton off to Merrill. Sure, you, you have control of that ball before you start to put it on the ground in transition. Check out pass to Sam Merrill. Freddie Gillespie has led the way for the hustle with seven. They try to pick and roll with him now. Charge defended it well, but there's that back door on the baseline. Anyway, that's a bit of a highlight package of Sam Merrill's performance in his first game with the Hustle uh, with the G League. They play again on,
2: uh, on Sunday. Sorry, I was just looking. Someone got a, a Sam Merrill basketball card signed by Sam. It's sick, too. It's really cool. Huh, that's pretty sick. Uh, uh, help out our man, Hurricane John Newbold. Yeah. He's trying to get to uh, 500 tweets, retweets. Dude, right now, he, dude, he is trending upward. He's at 142 tweets.
1: At hurricane underscore John. If he reaches 500, he gets a jersey from the Memphis Hustle, a Sam Merrill jersey dude, and he's for got, his boy.
2: Dude, he's got like, I mean, nearly the who's who of Aggie Nation tweeting him. Like, Mitch, former uh, alum by the Full Court Press, tweeting him. Captain Craig Smith, one of my favorites, uh, who states, Did this mother I have no doubt that Aggie Nation will do what it takes to get this boy outfitted in the attire of his hero? Sincerely, Craig. Uh, He's got...
1: I'm not sure I understood a word you just said.
2: He's got (laughs) Brian Phillips... (laughs) Uh, he's got Sean Harrison. He's got you. Wait, did you retweet it or no? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's got you. I've he's... been retweeting anyone else who like, retweets him, <laughs> you're too. Trying, you're trying to help him out. That's right. <laughs> I'm amplifying. Follow him at Hurricane Bold. <laughs> Stop. People are going to be genuinely confused. <laughs> at Hurricane <laughs> underscore Sean. Dude, he, he's at 142, so he needs... I mean, still got to get to 500. Yeah, he's still got a ways to go. But look, that's been in what? Hey, yeah, an you, hour. You know what? Here's the problem. Where's Utah State Basketball Twitter account? Get him a retweet. Come on. Utah State Athletics? He's one of you? He's a big Aggie fan? Get that guy a retweet. Help him out. We have no content Sports today. Radio 97.7? No yeah, dude. Well, oh, those are the guys down in Cedar St. City. St. George. That's who I called that game for, for Desert Devin Hills. Devin Dixon. And they never asked me to call another game since. <laughs> oh, dude. Okay, so do you want to know what's funny? Okay, you want to hear a funny story? Uh, this is how bad that went. So, like, and I wasn't used to it, but they're liners, right? You know, it's, you know, clock. You know, if you're going to talk about the clock, here's the sponsor. If you are going to talk about this or well, the scoreboard is a sponsor, or if it's the field. Yes, they're... You know, I mean, it's detailed, right? Yes, very so detailed. So I go on very there, and I'm like, I'm like, hey, go to clock so-and-so-and-so, and that's where you can get this. And then I'm like, wait a minute. A clock. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, look, you can go to field this and this and this. And oh, then, no. And then I get a text, and they're like, hey, that sponsor is for the clock. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, no, it's, uh, it's, it's for the clock, man. It's like the time of the game. Hey, there's 4.44 left in the game. This, this, uh, this time and uh, the update of time is brought to you by... And I'm like, oh! And then they took me off and they, I didn't even get to do a post game. They actually eliminated me with like five minutes left <laughs> they in the game.
1: took you off the air. They, you're
2: done. <laughs> so I can tell you that's one of the most humbling moments I've ever had in my broadcasting life is being taken off the air because <laughs> the fans probably were like, right, Facebook, and who is this guy? Get him off! Did you stay in the booth and act like you were still doing? Yeah, it? so I'm sitting there and I'm like, my, I'm just sitting there, like pouting. And John Newbold takes—he's in the middle of the broadcast—and Newbold goes, "Man, well, I guess a break or something." Y'all off air? I'm like, "No, they booted me off the broadcast." And John just stares at me, puts the headphones back on, and goes, "All right, so 4:32 left in the game." I can tell you, man, I've never been so humbled in my life. <laughs> You off the air. <laughs> Oh, <that's laughs> sad. Oh crap. Oh man. Yeah, that was uh, that was humbling. Anyways, hey, uh, I, I, like you said, another you know couple big games tonight. I know we've already talked Jazz and Bucks, but Eric, I just I, I can't emphasize enough to you, like you gotta contain, you gotta make Giannis beat you alone. I think if you make Giannis beat you alone, you, which you can't do. You got a shot. I think our I think our backcourt's really good. in slow down, Chris Middleton at least. Well, I think you're right. You make a good point. The Jazz shouldn't overreact if Giannis starts cooking. No,
1: oh heavens, no! You know, you know he's going to get his. Right. Um. It, it, it's not that you want to just let him get his. You still want to make life difficult for him. But if you sell out to try to slow him down, there are enough other weapons on that team that that will collectively beat you. Um. Yeah. So I think this is gonna be a fun matchup. It really is gonna be one that a lot of eyes are on to see are the Jazz the real deal or have it just been kind of fun run here. But when they start facing serious contenders, they don't quite measure up.
2: Yeah. Uh tough test tonight. And then a tough test tomorrow, Eric. They play the Heat. Jimmy Butler and his Heat team, Bam Bam. Uh, you know, he wasn't he's not bubble bam bam, but he's still pretty darn good. Um I, I, but I, honestly, and this is why I think they split. I think the exhaustion of tonight's game uh, just takes so much out of them, you know. Um, and then you got to turn around and play Heat team. I know you're at home, but you know the Heat have a day off today. They played last night, but they uh, they have a day off tonight before they play tomorrow. Um, that's it's gonna be exhausting. If they can get two wins here, I don't care what happens against the Sixers. I'm gonna be thrilled with what they've got. Last time
1: they faced the Bucks, they were bombing it from three. As you talked about earlier, 47%, 25 made threes overall. Um, they do, were doing a great job. They had 31 assists that night, 26 off the bench from Jordan Clarkson. Uh, Mike Connolly had 17 and 10, 17 points, 10 assists. The Jazz will not have that available to them, but they also didn't have Joe Ingles available to them the last time they played. So, going to be some, ver- some differences, some notable differences. differences. Yeah. Uh, also, the Bucks had Drew Holiday, who's put 17 on the
2: Jazz with five assists, two steals, and a block, and he won't be available. So That's huge, by the way, that he's missing tonight's game. That's really big because he provides a, r- a lot of relief for that backcourt who's not really – I mean, besides with the exception of Chris Middleton, can't score a lot for you. I mean, they rely a lot on Giannis.
1: Middleton had 31 points, 10 rebounds. When he played the Jazz last time.
2: If you got Giannis and Brooke Lopez, if they were to do Giannis and Brooke Lopez on the court together, Rudy takes Giannis, but who takes Brooke? But Brooke, uh, he was four for 12. He had
1: 12 three-point shot attempts. Wow. Because they were trying to pull him out, trying to draw Rudy away and uh, make Br- Brooke Lopez a spot-up three-point shooter to give uh, Giannis more room in the paint. But you're right. What do they do? Yeah, I just... you probably have to slide Boyan over to take
2: uh, uh, Brooke Lopez. Yeah, I'm not even confident in that matchup. That scares Joe Ingles takes care of Middleton. Middleton. I actually like that matchup. I See, think with
1: Mike Connolly out, it helps the Jazz be a little bit bigger on the court. Yeah. To contend with them,
2: probably a little bit better. So, Mike is out, by the way. Is that right? As far as we know? As far as we know. I mean, they probably would have announced that he would have been playing already, right? I mean, they... No doubt, they would have announced it by then. Um, yeah, Mike. And the other thing is, is they gotta they gotta rely on the bench a lot too. The bench has to play well tonight for the Jazz, I should say. So, yeah, it's it, it's gonna be a tough one.
1: Uh, let's see. I'm going through some things here. It Looks like Mike Connolly is still out. It's third straight game that he will have missed. Hmm. Last time he played the Bucs, five threes, 17 points, 10 assists. You know, he was a big impact player. But, Jazz has been able to make the adjustments without him. Certainly they're better with him, but they're good enough and deep enough that they can still beat teams without him. The real question is, can they beat the elite teams without him? Really good test was against Boston, but there's a lot of questions about that Boston team.
2: Yeah, they're not on the same page. I think there's some internal uh, issue with that team, too. And I, I, and honestly, I think it starts with Tatum and Brown. I think there's an issue between those two guys. They're not on the same page. Well, I think, Kemba Walker is highly inconsistent. Oh, my gosh. He's, yeah. How did he? I mean, I know he started on that FIBA team, but, man, I felt like he hurt them more than helped them, too you think he makes that Olympic squad uh
1: probably not
2: that's what I don't think either. I don't know
1: that he's really done a lot to to be a high level player consistently to get there really yeah i, yeah, I don't I think he's just
2: really inconsistent. I say, you know, I wish someone could play their way off the Olympic team because I would, I would sit out Russell Westbrook. I wish you could, I wish you could eliminate him from the Olympic team, but I don't think you can. Only is allowed.
1: <sighs> TiVo Shandor, yeah. About this Hurricane John Newbold stuff, yeah. I see a lot of quote tweets, but you need to make sure you retweet the original tweet.
2: Yes. Tweet the tweet. Okay. You can retweet that I've, I've one done
1: too? That. I've retweeted the original tweet. I've been retweeting a lot of quote tweets too. You're just whatever you can do. What is he at? Like one, He's at 141 retweets of the original tweet. Holy crap. I don't know how many quote tweets there are of the original tweet of 16. The 141
2: retweets. So there's 16 of the 141. Or is there 16 besides the
1: 141? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how all that works. Uh, was Get gonna do that this? guy a jersey, though. We, I'd be so proud of him. He's working on it. He's working hard to make it happen. Uh and pretty good progress in an hour. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh we're gonna call timeout here on the full court press, but when we come back, what are the uh, Friday five best? What have been the five best performances by a quarterback in the Super Bowl? We've had fifty five Super Bowls. What were the five best performances by quarterbacks in that span of and time? And there's a caveat to that, by the way. For me, it didn't need to be, but
2: for really? you it
1: probably did. And that is you can only choose you one quarterback so biased one time.
2: You probably didn't even choose him at all either. You probably took Trent Dilfer, didn't you? I'd bet you twenty. You can bucks only take so you many took Phil Trent Sims. Dilfer.
0: Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
1: Who has nachos, steak, and lobster?
2: (laughs) You guys do. I know it. What a ridiculous combination. I've heard about these secrecy dinners. Do you have like a, what, a
1: milkshake with...
2: I don't know what your guys' fancy cheesecake looks like. You have the weirdest combinations you can no, It's what you guys eat. That's what I've heard. I've heard the stories about <laughs> wow. these elite dinners. No, there are you guys no with tuxedos. And you guys, tuxedos. Up, and you guys dress up white. White glove dinner. treatment. And uh, three glasses of Boncentello 1932 wine. <laughs> like, I'm jealous. Hook a brother up. Bring back a. Hey, by the way, speaking of hooking a brother up, you know, it's Friday. I won pick six like a week ago. I told you it's something special. It's on its way. What could that possibly be? Just, you'll be happy when you see it. Hey, did you like my-
1: uh, I don't even have to pull out my drawer of old stuff
2: that's been hanging out. Why the airheads still in there and unopened? Why what? Your airheads that I gave you. Like four weeks ago. I gotta save things for special occasions (laughs) when I need them. They're still there and unopened. There hasn't been a special occasion come up since. I went rooting through your drawers and I was like, hey, why is the bag of airheads here? But the bigger question is, why are you going through my drawers? I was looking for the airheads. (laughs) (laughs) Note to self. Hey, uh, get a key. (laughs) You're gonna lock your cubicle, you're gonna (laughs) put like a secret code on there. Um. Hey, Uh. did you like the little uh, house that I got you? I gave you a little Aggie house. No. I know the light's broken, and I'm sorry, but I thought I'd make something for it you. I'm sad. Over. I thought that was Why? something cool. I legit was happy, excited Wait, to give you. Wait, did you think it was you. cool, or did you think it was sad? Which one? I'm no, I thought it was cool here. when I gave it to you. Oh, this is a, a different little, house. No, it's the same Maine? one. No. It's Old Main, <laughs> no. lights up blue. I made this one. I still have mine, because it has a small crease at the bottom where there's a leak coming through. I have a gas pipeline leak. i got to get it fixed. (laughs) And my lights are out. (laughs) Hey, by the way, Quinn Snyder speaking with media today. Oh, okay.
1: Nobody on the Jazz beating their chests about anything that we've done. Talking about their 20-5 and start. You never want to do that, and it's never appropriate unless you're the last team standing.
2: That's a coach. He sounds like he knows because he's been getting beat out of the second round for the last four years. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to keep his team grounded. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, and, and I think it helps that, I mean, there's still a lot of national media disrespecting them, saying, hey, look, they're 20-5, and 5, so what? Still the Lakers and Clippers, That the Bucs, the Suns, I mean, these guys are better teams than the Jazz. Even well, though, you like,
1: watch a lot of highlight reels of their games recently, and yeah. they'll highlight, oh, look at the game that Zion Williamson had. Oh, yeah. Oh, d- never mind, the, the
2: Pelicans lost by double digits. Jazz beat Charlotte by 17? Nope. Headline, LaMelo scores 34 in the loss to the Jazz. <laughs> yeah. That's incredible. Come on like fire your crew. I mean no wonder ESPN's like laying off people like crazies because they all suck at their job, but I mean, yeah, at least try, pretend like you care it's like it's like the uh media down in Salt Lake, you know uh Sam Merrill has a has a great
1: sorry, I just saw somebody walk by they're double masked
2: yeah, that's called safety. why is he double masked? Safety. You haven't heard about that? That's actually starting to become a trend right now. He's being double masked. Some some places. How do you act- breathe through that. You, you just the guys already had it. <laughs> well, he doesn't want to get it again. Oh. You never know these days, man. Okay. Where was I at? I don't know. Oh yeah. The disrespect in- for wait, the Utah that- Jazz. <laughs> wait, what? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing: is that. Um, they, you know, a scores score is 34 and it's a loss to the jazz and, and nobody cares, not even ESPN. And like I said, everybody should be getting canned at that point just because, you know, you're not putting an effort into your job. But if you're the jazz, two things, one, screw the attention. Who cares? Two, you still got, I mean, nobody cares about you winning game number 32 in the regular season. Everyone cares what you do in the playoffs. Yeah, true. And we've seen that before. We've seen great teams like the Mavericks in 07 had the best record in the lead, won 60 something games, and then got absolutely just boat raced by the uh, Golden State Warriors. I mean, thank goodness for the Jazz because then they got to play Golden State and then beat them. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, it's just, yeah, it's never easy.
1: All right. Uh, if you want to weigh in, love to hear from you at 435 339. has been quiet today, huh? It was active last hour, early on, and then it's. Um,
2: why? why down I can not remember we were talking about. What were we talking about? Goonies.
1: <laughs> Goonies
2: is always good to talk about. It's always good to talk. <laughs> about. Yeah. No, unless it's Jeff Hornacek, I can't talk about him. He's Coming overrated. up next,
1: we'll talk about the Friday Five Best, the five best performances by a quarterback in the Super Bowl. Before we do that, I want to remind you: the Best of Northern Utah, presented by Thermal Fisher. It's almost here. You can start nominating the best businesses in Northern Utah starting on February 23rd. And you you can't vote on a business if they're not nominated. So You have to nominate them. Uh, Who's the best at what they do? Whether it's your own company or just the people that you love, their service, their products, whatever. It's uh, bestofnorthernutah.com starting February 23rd. That's when you're going to start making your nominations. There'll be a nomination period and then there will be a voting period, but it, it begins February 23rd. You can get more details bestofnorthernutah.com, presented by Thermo Fisher. They're hiring. They are looking for employees. A big fancy new facility and they need people to help fill it. They got orders. They've they've been part of this whole uh, coronavirus vaccine pipeline, so pretty exciting what they're doing to make that help uh, uh, come together.
2: 6891 says he's weighed in. Uh, what was your weight, buddy? Send it over. Let us know. He's weighed in. We don't he's, have a weight yet. He's weighed in.
1: <laughs> I have weighed in. Yes. He would take us squabbling did, over the yeah, odd like, couple. Hey,
2: do you listen to Dan Patrick in the mornings? When he gets his callers? That's true. They'll call in and be like, five three one forty five, 145.
1: And they'll <laughs> like, ring a
2: bell. <laughs> That's so good.
1: Longstanding.
2: Oh, man. I tradition. love that. I love that
1: portion of the show. All right. Uh, 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 can't speak. A timeout here in the Full Court Press. If you take Trent Dilfer. Uh, we'll see who's on our five best quarterback performances in the Super Bowl. Coming up next here on the Full Court Press.
0: The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com.
1: Eric Frantz and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Friday 5 best. Love to get your, your thoughts on this. You can weigh in, 435-339-0321, or you can text us, or excuse me, message us, directly through the 106.9 The Fan mobile app, which is free to download in the App Store and the Google Play Store.
2: So, hey, I um, got great news for you. Uh, 74-year-old Jake Arrieta will likely sign with the Cubs. Six and a half to seven mil on a one-year deal. Can't wait to see him give up 475 home runs again for the Cubs. There's always hope. You used to be so rekindle dominant. Rekindle the old fire. Kindle the old fire. <laughs> well, I'm back in Wrigley. I can pitch well again. It's not usually how it works there, sir. <laughs> All right, number five. Oh, look at you getting snappy. These are quarterbacks
1: who had MVP Super Bowl performances. Yes, yes. So there have been 55 Super Bowls who have had the the, the best performances in those 55 Super Bowls. Now, not every Super Bowl MVP is a quarterback, but of those who are, who had the best performances of them? So that's the criteria we've set for ourselves in our Friday Five Best. Alright. You uh, go first.
2: Yeah, You go ahead.
1: <clears throat> Number five. Nick Foles in Super Bowl oh, 52. Oh, dude, Casey,
2: this is you just being a, you know. What? This is unacceptable. 373
1: yards, <clears throat> three touchdowns. He caught a touchdown. How many times did that happen in Super Bowl history? Uh, he led the game-winning touchdown drive to help Philadelphia win their first Super Bowl ever, forty-one to thirty-three, over the old uh, low-life, no-good do-gooders, cheaters, New England Patriots.
2: Dude, I'm so fight close to just coming over there and kicking the freaking crap out of you. And just what do you deny he had a good game? I don't make do it. Do you seem deny like he had a good performance? One of the that five day, greatest performances a, at a quarterback in Super Bowl history. That's you go with Nick Foles. If you have Eli Manning on this list, I swear, I'm not joking either, I will walk out of this show and I'll leave for tonight. I'll be back. Wait, do we have Monday off? Uh, I don't think so. That is absolute bull crap. Oh, I'm taking Monday off then. (laughs) I'll leave. If you've got Eli Manning, you have an agenda and it's the wrong agenda. (laughs) You understand me? So think wisely there, young man. Number five. Nick Folds. That's a really good idea.
1: No. I, sh- I should have done that. No. I should have done
2: that. I swear, I would have walked out on you. Picked every quarterback
1: who defeated Tom Brady. Good
2: for you. Uh, number five, Phil Sims and the win over the Broncos. The Broncos were like the pinata back in the day of the Super Bowl. They mm. used to see, they go there to get the crap kicked out of. Uh, Phil Sims, 22 of 25 for. 268 yards and uh, three TDs and a pick, and the pick wasn't his fault. went off the guy's hands, Stone hands over there. Um, yeah, and uh, in, a, in, a, in a route, by the way, over the Broncos. So Phil Sims at number five for me.
1: It's a good one. I considered that one. Look at that one.
2: Uh, number four on my list,
1: some uh, I wanted to put him higher, but I couldn't. This was his, I had to consider a few other things. So number four is Joe Montana, Super Bowl 24. Uh, he was 22 of 29, very efficient, 297 yards, five touchdowns in one of those routes of the Denver Broncos, 55 yes. to 10. Uh, biggest blowout in Super Bowl history. Joe Montana, one of his finest performances in one of his last Super Bowls.
2: If the Broncos were the pinata, I don't know what you would call the Bills, <laughs> but uh, Troy Aikman had a day against the uh, Bills in the uh, Pasadena Rose Bowl Stadium he won his first Super Bowl, going 22 of 30, 273 yards, four TDs and no picks and a 52-17 win over Buffalo. That's my number It's right. I mean, and he was like spectacular in that game and one I mean he had one where he uh, he sent Michael Irvin deep, and I mean it was just a simple skinny post, and every Bill bit on it on the nice play action and found him, I think, for a 60-yard uh, throw and catch for a touchdown. It was just pretty football. he put on a clinic that night.
1: Right, Nick Foles is not a Hall of Famer. Doug Williams is not a Hall of Famer. Should be. But Doug Williams had an incredible Super Bowl performance in Super Bowl twenty two for Washington. Uh, 42 unanswered points. They scored 35 <clears throat> in the second quarter. He accounted for 340 yards, four touchdowns, and what put him ahead of Joe Montana, and the reason why he's ahead of Joe Montana here, Because he was the first black quarterback to win a Super Bowl. So not only his performance, which stands on its own merits, but there was also a cultural significance of his performance in Super Bowl twenty-two, And so he's number three on my Friday Five Best.
2: By the way, do you remember how many points they scored in the second quarter?
1: Yeah, I just said 35.
2: I thought it was 36. Sorry, I didn't hear that part. Yeah, they they were down 10-0. And they just went went on 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 a tear. tear. That was unreal. That was and like I mean, you watch those highlights and it was just throwing catch clinic from Doug Williams, uh, and they had the uh, uh, little Timmy guy too as a running back and he was a force too. That that's that's actually my number three is Doug Williams. Oh, yeah, it, it is. Yeah, I and I and I thought about moving him higher just because of the, what they did in the second quarter, but you're right, eighteen to twenty nine for three forty four and one. I mean, again, I know it's the Broncos, and the Broncos were used to getting the crap kicked out of every Super Bowl back then, but uh, that was a heck of a performance by, by Doug, and um, a lot of respect to him. And, and again, he was surrounded by great offensive line talent, too. Best offensive line probably in the league at that mm. time.
1: Yeah, a lot of protection, that's true. Uh, number two on my list, uh, this was, uh, we've had several... Uh, quarterbacks who beat up on the Bills or the Broncos. Uh, (laughs) This is not one of them. This is Steve Young, Super Bowl 29, 24 of 36, 325 yards, and six touchdowns, a mark that has never been beaten in the Super Bowl. Um, Six touchdowns by Steve Young. He had some amazing playmakers around him, but he was fantastic in that one. Uh, That was a great playoff run by the Niners that year, Super Bowl twenty nine. Uh, Steve Young leading the Niners, 49-26 to over San Diego. Number two performance for me in the Friday Five Best.
2: My number two is Tom Brady and their comeback over the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, they're down 28-3. to I think we all know the story here, right? Uh, I mean, at age 39 years old, he throws 62 passes. By the way, that's a Super Bowl record His 62 pass attempts. Completes 43 of them. Has the two TDs had the one really bad throw for the pick six? But I mean, come on, you're down 28-3, boss. That's tough enough. Um, I mean, you're asking a guy to run, I mean, run down a subway and dead sprint and uh, and catch a bus on time. I mean, that's that that's what Tom Brady did in that second half is beyond remarkable. And some of the throws he made in overtime are still underrated. I mean, the out the uh, out throw from uh, the opposite hash to Danny Amendola was just, I mean, remarkable. Um, and for a guy to go in there, and I think I love the story Matthew Slater tells, is he was on the bench. I think him and Devin McCourty were both on the – or I, I can't remember who. There was a, him, Matthew Slater, and a defensive back on the bench. I think it might have been Stephon Gilmore. And the coin toss goes up, and the Patriots win it, and both those guys took off their cleats because they knew the Patriots were going to win it. So that, wow. that tells you enough about Tommy. Uh,
1: that actually is my number one performance. Uh, because of the comeback it 's such overcoming such a huge deficit the uh, the game tying drive at the end of regulation and the game winning drive to win an overtime uh, the sixty two pass attempts, which is an incredible mark four hundred and sixty six yards um, uh, f- throwing yeah, he made some mistakes in that game early, but how he overcame them and then finished off with the victory i don 't know that i couldn 't top that. In Super Bowl Fifty One, Tom Brady's performance over the Atlanta uh, Falcons is just really stood out to me as the number one performance for, of
2: quarterbacks in a Super Bowl. Steve Young's my number one. Six touchdowns, man, six touchdowns versus a Junior Seau led defense. That was a good defense too. Um, they stymied the Steelers in the AFC Championship game. Uh, Young was just, I mean, phenomenal. That 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 forty four yard bomb to Rice was like on the money. Uh, they let I mean, they led 28-10 at halftime. This game was over a half. Chargers knew they weren't going to win it. He was. I mean, they sent the kitchen sink several times. He went what eight of 11 for 141 yards and three scores against their blitz. Um, and just incredible performance. And I love the story he tells. You know, they it's the night before the game, and him and Shanahan are running through stuff. And and Shanahan's like again, 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 and finally like Shanahan looks at him and says. They aren't even going to touch us. And I don't think Steve Young was sacked in that game either, if I'm not mistaken. I'll have to look at the number again, but I don't think he was sacked. But that's, yeah, without a doubt, number one performance in Super Bowl for me.
1: Uh, agree? Disagree? Somebody that we missed, we'd love to hear from you. 435-339-0321 or message us directly through the 106.9 The Fan <laughs> mobile app
0: interviews analysis and a little bit of fun mixed in the full court press on sports Talk radio 1069 FM 1390 a.m
1: the fan Eric France and IJ Salvison uh, just quick rundown one more time your top five your Friday five best. Five best quarterback performances in the Super Bowl. Uh, for me, it's uh, Tom Brady, Super Bowl 51, Steve Young, Super Bowl 29, uh, Doug Williams in Super Bowl 22, Joe Montana in Super Bowl 24, and Nick Foles, much to the chagrin of AJ, in Super Bowl 52.
2: Yeah, much to the chagrin. What do you think, dude? Like, How do you freaking tell me that you think Nick Foles actually had a good Super Bowl game? Uh, like that just, I can go through it again. I mean, no, no, you don't need to go through it again. There's several good reasons. That's uh, embarrassing for you. Numerous. Uh one Tom Brady for me. Oh no, excuse me. <laughs> uh one Steve Young for me. Two actually you listed Tom Brady's one I switched it. Uh so one Steve Young, two Tom Brady, uh three Doug Williams, which is the one I think we both ended up agreeing on, four Troy Eggman, and five Phil Sims. Very good. That was fun. Yeah, that was good. To go over that. Thanks for not uh, if you. I'm um, like I said, if you were to Klay Manning, I really would have walked out <laughs> on you, and I'm not even kidding. I uh, prediction for tonight. I know we talked about it already. Uh, jazz, Bucks, and Jazz Heat tomorrow. What do you got? Uh, I've got I've got the Jazz
1: tonight. Um, I predicted that the Jazz will go two zero in this yep. stretch. Uh, I'm gonna say Jazz one eighteen, Milwaukee one fourteen. I oh, think it would be close. Yeah, I, I think it'll be a good one. Um, are we predicting tomorrow as yeah, well.
2: Yeah. Yep. Saturday's game. We're not gonna be here. Um, I think it'll be
1: Jazz, uh, one twenty. And Miami, uh, 108.
2: Oh, wow. Okay, so I uh, I, I said they split. I got Jazz, uh, 118, 110 tonight. And then I've got Jazz losing tomorrow, uh, like 110, I mean 100 tomorrow. I just think they're going to run out of energy. Hmm. It's a tough stretch. And who
1: do you like tonight between Skyview and Ridgeline?
2: I like Ridgeline. Um, single digits, but I like Ridgeline by, I mean, six, seven. Uh, I think I'm with you. I think it'll be single digits like four
1: or five. I think it'll be close. We'll hear it all here on the fan starting at 645.